welcome to episode 169 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's <laughs> weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxburgh, and I'm joined today by the man who was defeated this week by IKEA Furniture Brody. Yeah, hello. <laughs> and the man who plays more games than I thought humanly possible, James. What up, fam? Um... Now, James, this is uh, something we probably should have talked about before we started recording, but are you able to talk about the game that you're playing at the moment? And, like, the embargo lifts tonight, I think, as yeah. of recording. so unless so, you put the episode up in, like, two hours, we're yeah, good, I think. we're good, right? Okay, that's not going to happen. I'm not that efficient. Uh, so, how is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice? Uh, it's good. It's a surprise for me. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's really Are you not much of a Dark Souls guy? Yeah, so... Let's just a bit of a, like a quick James Primer. Um, I've always seen, you know, clips and GIFs and whatever of mm. Dark Souls and Bloodborne. And I've always thought, oh, like it just looks so cool. Like just, it just looks like a really yeah. cool horror game. And I've always, and because of that, I have persisted through those games. Mm. Um, whether I enjoyed them or not is probably like a different. You kind um, of have to be a glutton for punishment, right? Like. They're not easy games. And I am that, though. But, like... <laughs> True. There's just something about them that I just hate. It was just, like, frustrating and horrible. And I, I know... I admit that I'm obviously in the minority here. But, like, mm. I just didn't... I hate how you get knocked down in one of those games. And then, like, the enemies hit you five more times. And it's just not fair difficult. It's, like... Sure. It's dumb difficult and... I don't know, but I persisted because I really like the world and stuff. I probably should have just bought an mm. art book in hindsight, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I've and I've never really liked them as much as everybody else has. Um, but I appreciate them for what they are. Sure. Um, so obviously, like going into this, I was a bit like, Ugh. um, and but I've come out like it's their best game. Like it's my favorite game that they've made. It's mm. it's like. It's almost like I kind of was getting there with Neo. I don't know if you guys remember that. I feel like that's yeah. been forgotten almost, but um, it's kind of like going Not by the Neo- people that played it, I'm sure. Like, there's, I know a lot of people that were raving about Neo. Yeah, like, and there's a sequel of, coming. It so. took what, yeah, it took what Neo did, I guess, and kind of just runs with it and just reinvents that kind of, you know, Dark Souls Bloodborne formula mm. in a way that's, it's still got that underlying, like, ex- exploration and, um, it's challenging, but like every time I fuck up in that game, like I don't feel like it's anyone's fault except mine. Like I, okay, maybe I've developed as a person since I played Dark Souls. Maybe that's <laughs> what it is. But like, do you know what? Like I don't know. It's just more. It's not more. Forgiving. Is it a little bit more forgiving? It's not more forgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't want to say that because then people are like, oh, it's it's the casuals now. Yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> it is easier. Bit- Mm. But then I don't know. It's so hard because I think, I think it's a different kind of hard, and maybe this is just a hard that I'm better at. Like it's mm. very much about parrying and reading your opponent's movements and stuff. Whereas Dark Souls, you could parry or Bloodborne, you could parry especially. Um, but yeah, they weren't. This is the most like fast-paced, aggressive like from soft game that I've played. Oh, okay. Um, so even more like aggressive than Bloodborne was. Yeah, for sure. Like okay, you can't. It, it, you can dodge around an enemy to take and, you know, kind of chip away at them if you want. But if you do it that way, it's just so slow. And to be honest, it's like not really fun. Um, yeah. It's more about like 
your best offense is a good defense. So like you've got to mm. kind of attack your enemies so that they'll attack you so that you can parry them and knock them off balance, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that That's the sort of vibe you... I got from the trailers as well, <clears throat> that it seemed very kind of much more fast and frantic than... Yeah, that will get game. you further than if you were just like chip away, run away, chip away, run away. Do you know what I mean? Like that. And that would yeah. be boring as well. Um, yeah. But... Like overall, like I really enjoyed it. Um, th- there's a little bit like I-, I would say there's less bosses in it than the other Dark Souls games, um, mm. but still good. Um, but obviously I'm curious that's... as well because because the world is so different this time around. How is the enemy design? Because that's something where the Dark Souls and Bloodborne is shined. You get this like just insanely grotesque bosses. Yeah, does it's, that it's... carry through? It's it is. Uh, I don't know if I'd say grotesque. Um, okay. Doesn't it borrow a lot from mythology and stuff? Like there's giant yeah. serpents and stuff like that. So like, if, if anybody has like played an, a game like Onimusha or even like say Neo, I guess um, mm. you kind of probably have an idea of what to expect. I don't want to like ruin too much because it is a lot of the the thrills in this game for me. It was like just going, turning around, and be like, "What the fuck is that?" Like, yeah. and and then trying to fight it, but also running away from it, but then trying to take it, but then realizing you couldn't, and it's over. Mm. But um. It's, yeah, yeah, like, there is, for sure, enemy variety. Um, I would say a lot of the mini-bosses in this game are unique and on the level of some major bosses in Dark Souls, though. So, like, even though I'm mm-hmm. saying there's less overall big bosses in Sekiro, um, there's still a big variety of enemies. Okay, um, that's good. Like, the last trailer had a weird bull thing. Um, that's, like, <laughs> one of the mini-bosses. Um, uh-huh. It's just... The thing that I like about these games, the one thing I do like about these games is that you, you kind of go into this fight and you're like, I'm never going to defeat that. And then somehow you force yourself to get better and you do, and then you beat it. And it's just so fulfilling. Yeah. Um, and Sekiro does that really well, especially because there's less RPG stuff now. You really just have to rely on your skill more so than just bumping up your stats or Ooh, getting some I better. I like but, that. Yeah. Like, so... Obviously, you can't just go buy a better vest. Not a better. You know what I mean. Like though, mm. like you can't just go buff your stats and stuff. It's you've just you've got to learn your enemies' patterns and parry and um, kind of just become like one. Like just enter that that kind of Zen flow mode when you're fighting them. Um, yeah. Do you get like enemies that jump out of crates and stuff at you? I remember lots of that. There's in no like cheat. Like I think Bloodborne used to have the. Freaking enemy around the corner that can just hit you. There's nothing yeah. like that. Okay, um, the, I like that. That was a bit more cruel than there are anything s- else. There are some enemies where they have. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but like there are enemies that have guns. Um, okay, and that can be a little bit like fuck. Like first time it happens, but yeah, it's it's nothing like 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 the around the corner enemies in Bloodborne and stuff, right? Right. Um, I think that From have learnt a lot about their like games, um, mm. and a lot of that shows in this one. But uh, it's still hard, but it's just yeah. not frustrating hard, if that makes sense. Yeah, just quickly, I'm suddenly uh, more interested in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just a little curious because I'm a story guy, and I know in Dark Souls and stuff they sort of leave it to like the player to discover the story. In the Ugh, world, yes. No, hate is that. it the same in this, or do they tell a more deliberate story? Is it more, you know? Um, there's a de- there's like there's like fully voice acted cinematic cutscenes in this. Oh and, wow, nice. Um, there's multiple endings. There's a point in the 
middle of the story where you can end the, everything abruptly if you want to as well. Ooh, um, huh. Which has mm. two, and that has two unique bosses on that path. So there's no way you can't, you don't see everything in one playthrough, 100%. Mm. Right. Um, in terms of the story, like, obviously, like, I'm not too sure. Because I never went into that stuff for Dark Souls and Bloodborne, but yeah. there's definitely it's way more straightforward. Everything's presented to me. I had an idea of what was going on at every point throughout the game. Um, mm, I like that. I mean, obviously, like yeah. when I say what was going on, like there was still there's a demon running around or something. Like I don't know why, but I just assumed that was what goes <laughs> on in this world. But mm. like, yeah, like I I feel like everything is much more straightforward. Um, and I don't know if that's like the kind of Activision. Involvement because there's they spoke about how they were sending builds to p- testers and people at Activision every week and stuff because obviously they publish it. Sure. And I think maybe they may have forced them to make it a little bit more, I guess, mainstream. Um, the only thing like I do think that may suffer is the replayability because obviously mm. a lot of people like to make, say, a tank build for Dark Souls and run through that and then they might want to do something else. Whereas with yeah. Sekiro, because it is just one, like, a skill tree... Um, there's not really a huge opportunity to do that, if that makes sense. Sure, yeah. But I personally don't care. Like, I think... No, that doesn't really bother me either. Yeah, it doesn't bother me, but I understand that is a big aspect of it for some people. But, like, for me, the game is, like, phenomenal from beginning to end. Um, Bosses are great. It's just incredibly fulfilling to just get through it. (laughs) Um and uh, yeah, I, it's you've, just, it's you've convinced just, me. This sounds much oh, more I? appealing to me than I thought. About it every was game going that to. I speak about, but I it's true. You do just have a way of like <laughs> selling me on games. I think. <laughs> then bloody play them all, please. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. You just keep. There's so many games you've been excited about this year. I think when it comes to you considering your game <clears> of the year, James, it could be a tough ask. Or is it nah. just Resident Evil? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't know. No, I don't know. But um, <laughs> it's like, and people are like, "Oh, you're giving so many high scores out." In that voice. Mm. And like, I, I'm like, but there's just games been a good. lot of really good games. Like, yeah. if I reviewed New Dawn, I wouldn't have given a high score. That would have broken my streak. But, like, it's just... I don't know. It's it's a, it's really good. And yeah. I do I do worry there might be a bit of backlash from the, like, hardcore fans. But I, I think this is a game that more people can play um, and still get challenged by yeah who knows and there's, maybe a, those there's a lot of people out play. there like like myself maybe that's kind of a bit intimidated by the souls games that kind of likes the idea of them but is kind of scared off by the sort of difficulty curve i guess so something yeah. that is perhaps a bit more accessible might don't get me really wrong, resonate with is, a lot of people this is still so intimidating like you go into it like a, you meet a boss it absolutely decimates you yeah um and you're like oh i'm never gonna do that but like my biggest advice to anybody who picks this up and plays it and just mm. is really intimidated or put off is just keep at it. Like yeah. you'll, you'll be like, I'm never going to get past this boss. And then I felt that way too, because obviously I've got to finish it f- fairly quickly compared to everyone else. Mm. I felt that way too. But if you just keep at it, you will get better unless yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, you, that was, I kind of had like a turning point. We've got so much to talk about in the show, but I'm just so caught up on this. Yeah. Um, sorry. That's the way I sort of like felt about Bloodborne is that, um, like I, I played, I maybe played it for a couple of hours and was just getting pummels. I'm like, I don't know if this is a game for me. And then I watched a friend play it and I watched the way that they sort of approach combat. I'm like, okay, I kind of get this now. And I jump back into it. And within that sort of 
that sort of play session, I was then able to kind of beat the boss that I was stuck on for ages and kind of make it to the second boss. I'm like, okay, I get the appeal now. Like, you've just kind of got to shake things up until you can start dealing a bit more damage and then eventually you just kind of figure it out, you get into a rhythm and then you kind of successfully beat that boss after time and time again. But I just, you're right yeah. that with that challenge, it makes it kind of super rewarding as well. I, I just think to close it off, I think Sekiro respects your time a lot better than Dark Souls okay. and Bloodborne does. All right. Um, that sounds like a good way to sum it up. Uh, well, speaking of great games, James, um, I was also reviewing The Division 2 in the week. Um, that review is now published, cool. so please do jump over to the, the website and check those out. Um, but uh, I had a great time with The Division. It's so much more feature complete than the original was. Um and I think many games of its ilk as well, um, to the degree where I think it's really sort of set a new standard as to what we should expect from from looter shooters, so to speak. Um, it it does a lot of things really well. I had some kind of complaints about the story and uh, some of the menus kind of being a bit iffy. I had some trouble with the matchmaking as well. Um, but otherwise, like, it's a really solid game. I'm deep into the end game now, having great fun with it desperately waiting for all my mates to catch up so we can um really start squatting up properly um but i've had a great time i'm curious brody because you're like a big destiny guy i know have mm. you what's your like relationship with the division if you've got any and you are you sort of keen to jump onto the division 2 with me at all um cause, well you probably play on playstation so no but yeah i do yeah sorry. but um <laughs> given all the uh like there's been a lot of very positive things i've been reading on twitter about the division 2 and it just makes me very regretful that I'm so time poor at the moment because, mm. you know, I'd really like to get into a decent looter shooter that is, as you say, feature complete and actually has a lot to do. Yeah. It's but, really um, meaty. Like, I can't believe how much content there is in it, just how yeah. much there is to do. And, and sort of hitting that level cap really kind of encourages you to go in and, and at the very least sample everything. It doesn't, it doesn't expect you to go like, okay, complete every checkpoint or do all of this, but it kind of like asks you to go and at least do a few. Um, yeah. And some of the environments as well are just incredible. Um, and even like, you know, as you'll be familiar, the, the sort of, as soon as you enter the grind and sort of having to repeat missions, mm. that all kind of becomes a bit tedious. And especially when you hit end game, it's like, okay, just go back and do all these missions again. Um, yeah. They do send you back to the same mission areas, but you're facing a new enemy and you've got like new, like objectives within the mission area are different, mm. um, which is really cool. Like it just kind of shakes it up a little bit and just kind of makes it feel a lot more fresher. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's on my list, but you know, like I, as you know, I've just sort of traveled. So as yeah. it is, I'm yeah, already, yeah. I'm behind on Anthem. Like I'm probably, in all honesty, it's it's gone now. I think it's past me. Mm. Um, and yeah, like Apex, all these things that I do want to play, but you know, you don't necessarily yeah. have time for it. All. Uh, I hope you, I hope you get the opportunity to play it at some point because I think it'd be uh, one you'd enjoy. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping for you as well this week. Um, the website's got a whole new brand design. Um, it looks fantastic. It's got a dark mode now, which I know a lot of people are very excited about. Um, it's got dedicated sections to bargains and stuff going forward. It's got like a little panel which tells you about like the upcoming games. Um, it looks heaps better on the mobile phone as well. Um, so just wanted to bring that to your attention. Make sure you go and check that out and check out all the reviews that uh, we've all been working hard on as well. Uh, but on the show this week, we'll begin discussing tons of new announcements announcements and teasers but first let's discuss google stadia uh they finally lifted the lid on its game streaming future it's called google stadia and it's a game streaming platform that will aim to stream games to laptops phone tablets and tvs pretty much anything that supports like google chrome in some capacity um at 4k 60 fps with 8k 120 fps kind of 
feasible in the the future as well however distant that may be um they also announced their first first party their own first party studio stadia games and entertainment helmed none other by jade raymond uh it was a big announcement um brody what's what's your take on everything that was announced first up and how excited are you for google's entrance into the industry um yeah i'm woke up at like I didn't deliberately wake up to check this out, but I happened to wake up at about four in the morning when it was happening. Right. And, and when I read the news, I was sort of like, uh, yeah, okay, I guess. And then when I got to work and I was explaining it to like one of my workmates, I sort of got a bit more excited about it just because mm. his reaction to it was a bit more positive than mine. And I thought, you know what, actually, you're right. It is kind of cool. But uh, you hit the, you know, the wall where you look at our infrastructure and our internet and I just can't see it being feasible here. Hence why we're not even in the launch window for this year. And Yeah. Like, so... Major disappointment. <laughs> g- yeah, so given that it's pretty much going to be reliant, on, I think, on very good internet infrastructure, I think we're, uh, yeah, pretty far behind. I think the frustrating thing goes. about that is, like, based on, like, speeds that they've already talked about, there's a lot of Australians that would be capable of... It like it would be capable to work with their their internet yeah. speed, but then to the to the majority maybe it wouldn't. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a tough spot. I, I um, also yeah I don't. It's, a, it's this is my thing with like handheld gaming as well though, and like even the Switch. I just don't understand the appeal of having to take everything with you everywhere you go. Like you know yeah, I'm not gonna take like if I'm going to a friend's house for drinks or whatever, I'm not gonna take my Google stadia and say oh, i'm I'm gonna hijack your t v because I want to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like I mean, I guess you wouldn't be taking your Google stadia though right, it's like logging into oh, your account but taking on their TV taking or... his Chromecast or something <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, you'd have to take the controller, controller maybe, yeah. yeah. Or just use his Wi-Fi controller, his whatever. But yeah. yeah, that was something I only sort of sussed out today that if you're using like you, if you're playing Google Stadia on any device other than uh, your computer, you would need Google's controller mm. because like it, when if if it's your computer, you can plug in any sort of USB and that oh, right. would connect to the program. But that your TV, like on Chromecast, for instance, would require the the controller, which yeah, is nowhere right. near as ugly looking as those like no, um, <laughs> pattern designs were like. Indicating. It looks very similar to like the Xbox controller, I think. It does, yeah. yeah. It, it looks it looks kind of like quite similar to the Xbox controller, but with the kind of curvaceousness of the DualShock Four, if that mm. makes sense. <laughs> um, but James, you did get up uh, at the crack of dawn to to watch the whole stream, and you put out a, a very sort of dense article covering everything uh, that it does. Uh, what was your sort of initial reaction, and then having kind of sat on it and processed it, where are you going uh, down on it? <clears throat> I think the first, like, with all of the showing and stuff was, it started off so boring. Oh, my God. I was like, what am I doing? But yeah, then, it um, like started with the CEO coming out and talking about, like, how important gaming is and how important Google is. he doesn't play games, which is fine. Yeah, but, like, just, <laughs> he mentioned very, that a lot, like, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, do you not play games? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just for the record, I didn't wake up for it. I was playing Sekiro, and I happened to notice right, it okay, Right. But um, it's... Yeah, like, at first I was like, wow, this is really, really cool. Like, the stuff that really impresses me is the way you kind of... Because streaming has obviously been around for, like, with PlayStation now. Like, we've known that exists. Um, Assassin's Creed was on the Switch through streaming, so was Resident Evil 7. Sure. Um, None of them worked here. (laughs) Um, But they they happened. Mm. Um, But the thing that, I guess, impressed me the most about Stadia is is the idea that you can watch a trailer and then click play now. 
um, and then it will just drop you into that game within five seconds or whatever, like they said. Um, yeah. And like they said, reducing the grind or, or the tension, I guess, between getting excited for a game and playing it. Yeah. Um, that stuff to me is really exciting. Um, the idea that games are all patched server-side, so you don't have to patch, you just play the game straight away. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, and that was the stuff, that was how I felt, like, the first, the first night, waking up, <laughs> whatever. Um, and then, like, you kind of think about it a bit more, and, like, like, and I said this to Shannon before when it was rumoured to be, I was like, so why would I play Doom Eternal through a streaming service when I can buy it on a disc or digitally and have the same graphical fidelity on, mm. like, say, an Xbox One X with less input lag. Um, yeah. Like, that's that's my thing is, like... But str- what if you don't have to, you know, buy uh, the latest console and you don't have to take the disc home and yeah, wait just, for the patch to download? And Like, I get that, but then my thing is, is, like, so if I've got to download a patch, I have 100 megabit, I think, now. And yeah. that's not a... Like, a patch doesn't really get me that upset, to be no. honest. Yeah. Um. So, and then to, but to have Stadia, I would have to have fast internet. And then, because I've got that fast internet, some of the stuff that Stadia does for me wouldn't really help me as much as some mm. people, if that makes sense. Mm. Um. But then, like, I guess the casual gamer who wants to jump in and play, say, Doom, they've got to buy, a, what, a $50, $60 straight Chromecast. Like, that. that is probably, like, going to be the most accessible way to play video games ever. Like, that. Yeah. that is something to be commended, I guess. But then also, like, if you don't have the internet, which some people don't, um, like, that's not, that's not good. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think... You can't use it. <laughs> so, it's not more than not good. It's useless. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for the future, it's amazing, like mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I think where we're at now, I, I think it's too early. Like, yes, it's releasing this year, but they don't even have like they've only just formed their studio now, and that's not there's not there's not going to be like a game that I want to get Stadia for that I don't already like I won't already have on my Switch, PS4, or Xbox. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I think it was sort of a gradual sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. Doom Eternal is the only one that's been announced so far that is kind of getting, coming coming over. Um, Which is a game I'm hugely excited for. And I think given the opportunity to play it on... on Google Stadia, I'd be super down for. So, I mean, I'm I'm disappointed it's not launching in Australia by the sounds of things this year, but I guess we'll have to see. Um... I, I think, like, the demo that they did on stage where it's like, okay, here I am sort of playing it on my computer and then, like, I'm just going to seamlessly transition to my um, phone and to my tablet. I think they did, like, a slate or something and then onto a TV. Like, they did all that live on stage and I thought that was super cool. Um, but obviously, you know, it's sort of a controlled environment and um, one thing that was a concern to me was that the the controller, I believe kind of connects with Google servers and is playing the game on Google servers. So instead of like connecting to anything via like an infrared connection or via Bluetooth or anything like that that we're used to, it's actually hooking up to your Wi-Fi and just transmitting your inputs kind of through your internet connection, which sounds all good and well, but like if you're, I, I don't know what your house is like, but my Wi-Fi is like horribly cluttered. Like there's so many devices operating that and it kind of has patchy moments. Um, and if I'm think, sort of playing a game and it's kind of like fluctuating between like feeling very kind of snappy and then kind of having moments of slow down and sort of lag being introduced, 
that could be really frustrating. I don't know. It's I'm obviously have to like my router. There's going to be a few things I'm probably going to have to look at. It's really early, um, but like the controller, as an example, I've I've been watching this like closely. I guess from like the the floor, so to speak, mm-hmm. and they they showed off like the input lags and stuff on the controller. Um, there's a listing that shows like I guess how often it's delayed and stuff, and some of the delays are up to a hundred ms. Um, which, like, for comparison, the slowest controller was the PS3, and that's 13 MS. Yeah. Um, that's just, like... Like, I know it doesn't sound like a lot of time, but mm-hmm. that disconnect between pressing a button and something happening on your screen... Yeah. Um, makes me think that this is going to be really useless for, like, a game like, say, Sekiro or Devil May Cry, or even fighting games. Well, even um, Doom, where, like, it's so yeah, about like a the fast... fluidity and... And the which speed of the game, like... Why I find be... it interesting that Doom was the game they they used, which was really the only game that they showed. Yeah. Um, I don't... Like, there's... It, like I said, I think, obviously, like, as time goes by, internet gets better or whatever, or technology gets better, it's going to be great. But I just think it's just a little bit too early to be like, oh, my God, Xbox and PlayStation, watch out. Like, you guys are done for. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of that sentiment around as well. And Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my sort of, like, next line of questioning. Um, but I think you're right, James, that it's, like, it is fair to sort of be sceptical. I think that's maybe... I, the, after the announcement, I was very much like, oh, my God, this is the future. Like, this is so exciting. I can't wait for this. Um, one thing that, like, has me or had me really hyped was that, like, the idea of sort of, like, link creation and just, like, what the shareability of video games might do. Like, the fact that you can watch a trailer and, like, within seconds be playing the game or you can be watching a stream and within seconds be playing the game yourself. Um, but also, so, like, the ability to, like, create links to games such that, like, say you create, like, um, you know, Dreams comes out and it, let's imagine it gets Google uh, Stadia support. Um, you create, like, something within Dreams or you create something within Minecraft or within Fortnite or whatever. You can just kind of drop a link to your level or to your server or to your work and people can click there and join in instantaneously. I, that's something we've never really experienced in video games whatsoever. Um, so for them to, to do that, I think it'd be really cool. But you're think, right in that there's like a lot of real world kind of fluff, I guess, that kind of gets in the way and might prevent this from being as seamless an experience as we all there's might just like a hope lot of it would be. Buzzwords. It felt like an E3 Prezo rather than a GDC one. Um, <laughs> I just... And they were very careful to, like, stay clear of pricing and stuff like that. Like, I think that's an interesting kind of component to this as well. Like, what And they were just appealing. They were talking about how, you know, like, indies can create for it too, but without any limits. But I just don't feel like the indie space cares as much about power as much as about, say, like, you know, making... No, but, like, shareability and access is very important too. and that's great. Like, that's the stuff that I was telling saying before is, I think, is really good. Mm. Um, But I just think there's a weird mismatch between who they're trying to target. I think they're trying to do too much at once. Yeah. And I think they are trying to take away... They want you everybody to dump their consoles and PCs and everything and everybody to just play on Stadia, and I think that's really unrealistic. I don't think that was their intention. I think, like, it's important to remember that this was at GDC. Like, this is at the Game Developers Conference. This is... They were talking directly to, like, a room... I mean, yes, a lot of press were there and a lot of... You know, there's obviously a great deal of public interest, but they were there primarily talking to game developers and I think trying to get them excited about the technology and get them to go to those web addresses and sign up for dev kits and stuff to kind of get them thinking about the future and kind of getting them on board. Like, yeah, I think it's interesting that sort of Doom Eternal seems kind of ready to go in a sense, but 
I think they're, it might launch this year, but I don't think they're kind of expecting it to sort of hit its stride until two, three years down the track. They're sort of very much talking about this as in the next generation of of games consoles, I think, of, of gaming, I guess. Um, on which point, Brody, how do you see like Sony and, and Microsoft and, and Nintendo reacting to, to this announcement? Um, I'm not sure about Nintendo because they have typically sort of been a few years behind in things like this, I think. Mm. Um, and done their own sort of thing, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, right? and that, yeah, that's right. But I don't think for a second that PlayStation and Xbox are necessarily going to be that far behind on this. Like, I think yeah. they're already both working on, like, streaming uh, capabilities for, like, their next consoles and stuff like that. And while Stadia, or the idea of Stadia as a concept, might be gaming in, say, 10 or 15 years... I think mm. probably the next logical step is going to be a combination of, you know, like home console and streaming. Sort of like how Xbox is currently trying Xbox to... Xbox is going yeah, to do. Yeah, kind of like how... Even, like, you've seen Crackdown as an example. Like, yeah. uh, the game runs <laughs> in a base way, but then they supplement it with the cloud and, like, sort of make it, you know, a bit better because they've got that extra computing power behind it. Yeah. So um, I can see them, like, building bigger experiences that, like are supplemented by the cloud, but then say, if the cloud goes down, you're not going to be down and out because then it can just fall back on the base console version. So you're, you're mm. not going to necessarily be out and you're not entirely reliant on like super fast internet. Mm. So that's sort of what I think will be the next logical step will be a combination of the two. And I think rumors have suggested Xbox are doing at least that. So um, yeah, be interesting to see what happens. It will be. I think you're right that Xbox definitely seemed to be leading that way um we're going to kind of touch on that a little later in the show as well if we if we find the time um but they were like with what they're doing with the game pass and sort of bringing xbox Mm. live support um kind of opening that up and and obviously kind of like being quite friendly in terms of cross play um yeah yeah, i was like i was playing sea of thieves uh earlier today um using my game pass subscription i think like what they're doing there is is fantastic and uh, the way that you kind of opens up this library of games that is, in a sense, kind of instantly available to you, kind of bar having to sort of download it. But I can see them very mm. much kind of doing the sort of Netflix thing of like, hey, yeah, you can stream 4K sort of games or whatever from our servers. Or alternatively, like you can download it and if you're offline for whatever reason, like it's there to, there to play. Um, yeah. Perhaps not offline because I guess they would need to authorize it. But you you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about yourself, James? Do you do you see sort of PlayStation Xbox kind of coming out E three this year and sort of coming out swinging, or is it going to be a bit more of a delayed response from them? I don't really know. I guess not E three. PlayStation's not going to. Be yeah, there. I don't know what's going on PlayStation, but it's getting boring. <laughs> Xbox, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they've been planning it. Um, I know it's like you guys are probably like, oh, James just likes Xbox, but like, I I, I oh, trust I Xbox. Xbox to to no, yeah, well, I don't know, like. I used to cop it all the time, Brody, when you weren't here. Um, Xbox, I just trust Xbox to do this better because they already do games, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually have to, I feel for Xbox so bad. Like, they were talking about this sort of, like, always online, sort of interconnected, like, interconnected world. Yeah, back at the launch. And we all hated on them because it was probably, like, a bit too early at the time. But I think this is, like, for a very long time, like time, a very long period. The sort of strategy and the way that they, they were sort of trying to steer, um, they just kind of jumped the ball a bit, maybe. 
Sorry, I like James, how you off there. people seem to have thought that. No, because back fine. then, when they slammed Xbox, it was because people's internet wasn't good enough to handle that. Yeah. But internet hasn't gotten any better in the last six years, and yet people are like, oh, Google Stadia will be sick. Mm. That's just, you know, brand trust. There's no also, I just, this is something, this is a very like old man thing to say, but I just don't also don't like the fact that at any point a stream can just be turned off. Um, you know, like June last year, Resident Evil 2 got announced. I went back and played Resident Evil 3 like with no problems because I had the game still, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with Stadia, like 10 years later, I might not be able to do that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like I know this week we heard of MySpace losing... Like, 12 yeah. years' worth of music content that had been uploaded to their platform, yeah. right? And, and, and that's always going to be at the, the back of my mind. The transition. And that, that's a big conversation about digital content in general. Yeah. Well, it like, is, yeah. But at least if you download a digital copy, that's still on your Xbox for a while, forever, more or less, yeah. you know. If um, Steven were here, I'm sure he unless would they, to, Unless they lock the you out of it, like well. Sony did with PT. If Stephen were here, yeah. why? If Stephen were here, well, Stephen, well, Stephen's, Stephen and I have had old. conversations. No, Stephen and I have had conversations <laughs> about like the analog sort of e digital debate several times on the show, and yeah, you know, we're sort of I feel like I talk about it. This. Yeah, every day with people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, well, about five minutes ago, we mentioned the E three, so I'll use that to segue over to the next <laughs> announcement, um, in which Bethesda have announced that they are going to be at E three. Thankfully, someone's going to be there, um, and they very much hinted at Starfield in their announcement. Uh, their press conference is going to be on Monday, June 10th, um, uh, and in the invite, uh, which you can see on the article on our website, because I'm reading off the article there, um, there's stars like written up in the sky. It's not all too subtle. Um, we've not really seen like much from, from Starfield all yet Brody, but do no. you have much of an inkling as to, to what it could be? No idea. That's what I talked about it being like an open world new yeah I guess like it'll RPG just be, IP I think yeah like about. like Skyrim in space I don't know yeah I, I think guess. It's, I th- I think it's gonna be like that stopgap between like Fallout and uh, yeah I and mean I'm sure Skyrim. I'm it's sure it'll be swap out Fallout and just be Fallout in space I'm sure it'll be fine <laughs> yeah um, but what else do you think we might see from Bethesda this this time around they've kind of maintained a pretty hot streak of being Commander Keen. <laughs> Isn't I'm just not captain. Give it captain up. Keen? It's not happening. <laughs> it's got to happen one of these years. <laughs> uh, but you're a big Wolfenstein guy, right? Like you're, you got particular hopes for Wolfenstein. No, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll show off Youngblood. Is it, when's Youngblood out? That's out. So, yeah, I, I think it's probably it's probably a bit early to show Wolfenstein three. Mm. James, what are you uh, hoping to see from Bethesda E3? Um, what am I expecting? Uh, wow, I don't know. Let me quickly do some very quick research. <laughs> Let me we'll do some sleuthing. Uh, no, wait, I've got it. Here we go. I'm expecting... Um, I think there will be Wolfenstein in some way, obviously. Like, I know we've still yeah. got to see Youngblood and Cyberpilot. Um, I think there was even an article somewhere that said they're not abandoning single player, so they're making the third game too. I could be wrong. but do you, are you sh- Yeah, I'm with Brody there. That seems too early to show off. Three. Oh, whatever. I'm just still. saying what I've read, okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Doom, obviously. I'm hoping Doom is like August. I really wanted it to be like April, May, but it's. I think it's going to be an August game, don't you reckon? August? Why do you say yeah. August? I don't know. Okay. It can't be. Well, you don't put it out in October, you know, or September. What? A game's don't... coming out in October and September all the time. What are you talking about? Nah, but you. you... You don't do it with this one. I've just got a vibe. I reckon this is, a, I reckon this is a September game. I think this nah. is going to like sneak in like the month or so before like all the big 
first person shooters. I'm and, no uh, in my in my head canon. Borderlands is September, so like they don't want to uh, like take you know I don't know that's a long awaited sequel you know. Doom's yeah. August. It's happening. Deal God, this it. is a hot year for games. Oh, um, spicy. Just give us the Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> oh, don't <laughs> Starfield like is my thing with Starfield right like. I feel like everything that was impressive that could impress me with Starfield was kind of done in No Man's Sky. <laughs> so like, what? I don't really know. I did who... not expect you to say that whatsoever. What do you mean? Like, I like Starfield. When I, when you tell me Starfield is a game that Bethesda is making and it, the general premise, I mm. imagine like Skyrim, except you can take off from one planet and go to another and do cool shit. In space, I yeah, bet you it's not of, that at I'm, all. I'm sort of imagining, <laughs> well, yeah, Skyrim oh, meets sorry. Mass Effect. That's <laughs> sounds like I, a, I don't know. Too good to be it's true. It's just but. like so far away. It's just so hard to care. But I don't know. I reckon the guys who make Evil Within, they've got it. They're due for a new game around about now. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. good shout. Yeah, they made so, the 2017 was Evil Within two. So like 2020, yeah, their new game sounds about right. Yeah, that is a good call. That's yeah. a good call. Hopefully, it's so uh, another horror, survival horror game. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see more of Elder Scrolls Blades. Oh gosh! Oh yeah! Oh, what's the the card game as well? I don't um, know. No one legends? cares. But or Quake Champions, yeah. please show uh, more of that too. I can't uh, wait to see all that. Yeah, fair point. Uh, speaking of other announcements, <laughs> um, there was a big uh, Nindy announcement, uh, like a big sort of Nindy direct uh, in the week. Uh, it was about 30 minutes long. Uh, there was a ton of, uh, it's like 18 games, I think, announced. Um, one of which I'm sure Brody would be very excited about, and that is, of course, Cuphead is uh, oh, coming to the... Katana Zero. Oh, with that one I was going to come to as well. Yeah. well. Let's start with Cuphead. Um, it's going to be running at 720p, 60fps in handheld mode, and Xbox Live integration will come at a later date with achievements. Um, was this a surprise, Brody? Yes. Yes, it a, was. A pleasant surprise for you, no doubt, though. Yeah. That's Did just you... one of the... Sorry, go on. Did, did you beat Cuphead on Xbox? Oh, it depends how you define beating it. I beat the story, but then I sort of tried to go back through and do everything on Expert, but I couldn't. But, um, right, okay. I, it's not that I couldn't. I probably could if I tried long enough, but I just didn't care to. Um, I think playing through it, it seems plenty hard based on what I've heard. It was, de- it was decent. Will I replay it on the Switch? Yes, I think I will. I don't know why but I feel compelled to support Studio... Uh, what are they? MDHR or something Mid-a-huh. like that? Yeah, Studio, <laughs> studio Midahar. Oh, I feel like I want a Cuphead 2, so I need to buy it. Yeah. Where's the DLC at for that? Yeah. I think they Did said they're releasing an April update. Mm. You're, yeah, you're Mel, probably more versed on that than I am. Um, what does the Xbox Live kind of integration kind of mean to you, do you think? Is that... Does that... Do anything to tickle your fancy? Uh, not really. I mean, it's cool. It's cool that they have a like sophisticated working relationship. Like, I I like yeah. the fact that I could like take my switch with me on the road and get achievements because I'm yeah. a bit of an, I'm a bit of a whore like that. So, um, is that like that, that just seems like to be the only benefit of it, though? Right? Like, it's just I kn- yeah, I know achievements matter to people, but and like, I mean having assuming you shut up. Assuming, <laughs> Assuming it works the way I think it's going to work, I guess it also adds, like, a base level of networking and partying up that you might not be able to do otherwise. I, I don't know what is actually... Oh, like, what it adds to the capabilities of it. I'm not actually yeah. sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Am I, I, think am I missing cool. something, James? What's sell me on well, this? I don't. I don't know. I'm just happy they're they're friends. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's it's the I'm best bromance in gaming. Like, I'm more excited about games like coming to Switch from the Xbox um, than them getting Xbox Live support. I think. Um, what do you like? See, is making the jump next though, Brody? Do you reckon like Ori is going to come across? Haven't they already said that is? Oh, have they? No, I don't think anything official. I think there was like a big like rumor, oh, but nothing I think, official. Yeah, I think that's probably. A likely one. I mean, there's there's, 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 no there's certain games that I just can't picture running on Switch. Like, so I wouldn't say like Gears of War because for some reason I just can't see that running on Switch. Mm. So I don't know. For yeah. some reason, I think it's quite clear. Yeah, because <laughs> the, Switch, the Switch can't handle it. But <laughs> I'm trying to be gentle because I there's like the Switch now. There's a performance Halo deficit. To the Switch. They're friends <laughs> with Xbox. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, you could, you could feasibly get like Halo One's remaster on the Switch. There's no reason mm. you couldn't do that. That'd I be suppose. kind of cool. I'm sure, that. whenever Xbox starts their streaming, you could stream your Xbox stuff to Switch. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. if that's if that is the direction <coughs> they're going for, that would be interesting. Like, if they're, it sounds like they're just sort of transcending borders. And again, we've talked about this, but they sort of Xbox is becoming this platform and sort of moving away from mm. being tied to the one piece of hardware. Yeah, um, L- maybe like, Cuphead yeah, is so just the beginning of that. If they do the streaming, then then you'll see Gears on Switch, I guess. But, mm. yeah, I don't know. Sky's the limit, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, well, also announced was uh, Katana Zero, which I know you're a big fan of. Oh, yeah. Um, you're going to adamantly insist that people pick this up on Switch, yeah? Absolutely. Oh, or PC. Get it on whatever you want. It's yeah. a fan- fantastic <laughs> Does, game. Brody it, would it translate like... to Switch okay, do you think? Uh, I was actually thinking about this because I... Um, saw a picture from, I think it might have been a PAX, where someone was playing it, and they were playing it with a controller. And it didn't even mm. occur to me to um, like plug in my Xbox controller into my computer when I was playing it. Yeah. And I'm trying to work out like in my head like whether it would actually play really well with a controller, just because I feel like I got so used to it with the keyboard and mouse. But um, mm. I imagine it'd be, it'd be, it's a platformer, so like a controller would do fine. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever you decide to play it on, it's, you'll, you'll do no wrong. Yeah. Double Fine's new game, Rad, was also announced. And Cadence of Hyrule, a game set within the Legend of Zelda universe developed by Brace Yourself Games, the creators of Crypto the Necrodancer, uh, was also announced. Um, that features uh, 25 remixed classic Zelda songs and Zelda songs. And looks kind of <laughs> dope if uh, you guys saw the trailer. It looks real cool. Uh, James, do you, what do you make of kind of Nintendo sort of loosening up a bit with their their properties and sort of doing some funkier things with them i mean it's cool i guess um <laughs> is this gonna be your cup of tea i don't know if this is just because Ashley you don't follow nintendo that much you and but like i feel like they've been doing this for a while now um they've been really loosening up on their properties yeah that's especially what, that's, that's the point i'm highlighting s- oh okay well yes that is that <laughs> continues to be the case Thank you and good night. <laughs> End credits. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, no, I think it's great. Like, I would never have guessed this is ha- this would happen. Um, I'll play this game. Th- that's literally all I can say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't like. I I think it is cool, but I'm uh, much more excited for this than the r- remake that I'm blanking on that they announced at their last direct. Yeah, but that's because you're just you. That's just so strange. Like, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> You 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 will enjoy Link's Awakening, I'm sure. 
I'm sure. Also, uh, just yeah. while we're quickly here, uh-huh. are we are we sold on Nindy as a thing? Because I'm really not liking it. <laughs> yeah, I hate it, but people always do it. Like whatever. <laughs> like if we can just kill that right now, I'd be pretty chuffed. I don't Bloody. know. That's, Stop being seems, rude. It's it cute. Fine. It's it's quaint and quirky. Yeah, it's, it's very it's Nintendo. Shit. It's just like the best way to describe Nintendo's indie program. Really, oh, only if you're lazy and can't say two words instead of one. Oh, that's Jesus. what we do here in Australia, isn't it? I'm looking uh, at Katana Zero and Brody. Do people just have to make a game that's like neon colours? <laughs> it's got. Oh, it's it's got oh, a it's got a synthy soundtrack. Say, it looks synthy. Well, that's, synthy. Why, that's why I'm like down for uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Just like a ton of remix Zelda songs. Just yeah, do now. Give it, it to looks me. Dope. When's it so out? It's dope. I am. Give us, give us the deets, you dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Now to the top point in the show where we play What the Wiki, oh. which is the sarcast game show where the host reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, <laughs> and you, the contestants, must guess the game. Thanks to the official What the Wiki keeper of the score at Jamie Penning over on Twitter, we have a recap from last week in which it was Steven's turn to step up as the host of What the Wiki. Uh, the battle was between Ewan and James, and James showed once again why he is the current champion in What the Wiki, <sighs> taking the point and creating a lead over everyone else. Uh, so James has extended... Oh, well, no. Has regained the lead, I think it was. Um, yeah. At three points, Brody and Steven just behind on two points, and then me bringing up the rear on one point. <laughs> I'm looking forward to another humiliation at the you hands beat me last of time. Brody. Okay, I've made I these did because so they were easy. very human centric games. I've but these are so easy. Like I'll be so upset if these don't get guessed. I've got I've got to be quick on the buzzer as well. That's part of my problem. Like I have to drop to a few like times I've like, got the game and I've just like not been quick enough. Oh, uh, now that you've said they're easy, I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. I understand Someone... James' anxiety now. Like, we used to make fun of him for stressing out, like, whenever we were playing this, but I I'm 100% with you there now, My throat James. is so dry. <laughs> I just, do you know why I made them easy? A fellow listener came to me in confidence. And oh, was yeah. Like, why did he not, not guess Forza Horizon? Like, even I guessed that, and I don't play it. And I was like, yeah, I know. And they were oh, talking sh- about you, you and uh, I, I got Forza Horizon. I knew it was Forza Horizon. I just didn't buzz in quick enough. Well, is it yeah, that they... well, that's the thing. You were asleep. Is it that they think we're dumb? No. I mean, I, I just, 100% acknowledge I'm dumb, but I'm also slow. <laughs> I'm just giving the people what they want, and I won't... Easy that. answers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are we well, Are we ready, team? Oh, Give it to us. Uh, sure. Oh, I can <laughs> play this if you're going to be passive-aggressive about it. <laughs> is it. Is this first one from Jamie? Yes, it is. Of course it is. Right. Um, so this will be the hardest what? one. Yeah, like, like, I read it, and I was like, mm, I don't know if they'll know these, but we'll see. Mm. <laughs> Uh, nah, you will. You definitely will. I'll be s- anyway, let's go. Um, the game is an action role-playing game developed by From Software and published by Bandai Namco Games. Okay. That's not a guess. That's not me. No, I'm just like... Uh, no. I'm just zoning in. I'm like... <laughs> you want me to take You're a guess out. now? <laughs> um, although both are set in the same universe, there is no direct story Brody. connection between... Uh, yes. Demon Souls? No. Uh, balls. Oh, it's no. a good guess, though. Yeah. I wanted you to win just because it'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ewan. Um, the game uses dedicated multiplayer servers taking place in the kingdom of Drang Lake. The game features both player versus environment and player versus player gameplay, in addition to having some co op components. As in earlier games in the series, it again features challenging gameplay, but with a more powerful graphics engine and more advanced artificial intelligence. How long is this paragraph? Well, that's it. Okay. I, I'm not so, going. Mm, yes. No, 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 I don't want to. <laughs> cool. 
Um, are, you, you, are you letting so you in with this? It just makes me sweat as well. No, no like, it's, it. it's because I genuinely don't know if it's okay, a right. Dark Souls okay. game or not. Yeah, this is like... Oh, I don't know pretty... if they do anything else. I'm confused. The game retains similar mechanics from its predecessors in the series. Brody. Being known for its... Yes, is Brody. It, is, it, is it Dark Souls 3? <laughs> no, it's not Dark Souls Shit! 3. Shit! Oh, come on, you. It's only, <laughs> you it's only it's one Dark other Souls game Yes, it is you and us, Gratz. Thank God. So proud of you. Um, <laughs> I said three because you says you said well, it, it borrows things from previous games <laughs> in the series. Okay, Demon Souls, Dark Souls. Uh, that's two you games. Just said that's it's not more the same than one. Universe. See, when, when Brody said Demon Souls, I was like, "Fuck, I'd forgotten about Demon Souls." Is there other From Software games that I'm like blanking on right now? So when you said Drang Lake or whatever it was, uh, my first thought yeah, was, "Did they real. develop Dragon Guard?" <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> And I'm like, what is Drakengard? That was why did they? Whilst I've like sampled a few of the Dark Souls games, I never like paid enough attention to what the places were actually uh, called or anything no like that. Idea. So that didn't help me. No idea. Stephen right. would be wallowing in his grave. <laughs> right well, he can stay there. <laughs> well, <laughs> yep. All right. Um, it's his birthday today. It is. I was hoping we had to wish him a happy birthday. But anyway, happy Dark Souls Two was five years old this week or last week. That's Good why for I picked it. Obviously, Sekiro comes out too. I'm sure he knew that too. But. Yeah. Let's go. Mm. Happy five-year so, birthday to Dark Souls 2 as well. Yes. Because <laughs> it was also yes. Stephen's birthday. That was the that was the connection. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Let's go. This is already long enough. Um you and one, Brody none. Thanks. You're welcome. Anytime. Um this is like really cut up because I had to make it not obvious. The game is a run and gun indie video Brody. game. Brody. Oh no. <laughs> Brody, yes. I hate you so much. Is it cuphead? It is cuphead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously announced for Switch this week. <laughs> I should have been yes. wrong as well. So proud of you. That's I love it. That was so risky. I, I love it when it goes to that a tiebreaker. That was so ballsy. I love it. Uh, just, oh man, I'm peeking so much on this mic. I'm so sorry. Anyway, peeking. I'm peeking big time. All right. Um, okay. Gonna, this one. I'm gonna sit back. Yeah, I don't know. This one will be interesting. Um, the game is a first-person shooter video game and a sequel to the original game. Who'd have thought? <laughs> it was originally released for MS-DOS computers in 1994 oh. and Macintosh computers in 1995. Um, trust me, this isn't a James pick. You guys will know this. Unlike Brody? the first game. Yes, Brody. Is it Doom 2? Oh, my God. I've... <laughs> it's Doom 2. Yeah. Yep. Fair, fair play. I believe that's in the news probably because Doom Eternal is on Google Stadia. So I was going to. I was definitely going through like quakes and dooms and stuff like that, and I was like, "Yeah." And then when Brody chimed in, I was like, "Fuck, he's got it. (laughs) I need to stay relevant." Yeah, I was going to do Doom Eternal, but then like I was like, "That's too obvious." So I was like, "Doom Eternal is basically Doom Doom Two. So yeah, for a minute, for a minute, I was excited that it was going to be Duke Nukem. Ooh, but that was—I don't think Duke Nukem 3D was until '96. That was mid '90s. As no, you know, I, I fell asleep writing this, and I woke up and I thought it was Duke Nukem when I read it, reread it. <laughs> yeah. So it was close. So Duke Nukem oh, has a special place in my heart because I played that a lot as a kid. It was the only oh, interaction I ever had with MS. Did you know you could only order the first Doom through the mail? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but the first, the second game came out in shops. How exciting! Hey, Damn. can we get real? A, 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 a gearbox or whatever teasing a new Duke Nukem? No, I think they might be. It's, sure, either, that no. or, it's either that or a new Bulletstorm. Well, I who think wants that? What tease are you talking about? I think that's a good point to end on. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit that next week. Brody, Control's coming out in August as well. Did you see that? What is? Control. I did see that. I'm very excited. Oh. So much news has happened while we've recorded. There is. There's <laughs> like so much news that we could have talked about this week. Um, but with that, we have to bring that to what was episode 169 of the Studcast. Subscribe to us on the podcast nice. service of your choice. Follow us at Press.AU. Join the conversation at hashtag the Starcast and visit the site at Press.com.au. I don't know what I just said there. Press.com. I think, I think I you left right. out the dot. Did I? The dot? Press.com.au. Press Maybe. It's got it a new matter. look. It looks really cool. Go check it out. Um, we've been joined today by James. Yes. Good evening. Um, you can find me on, on at James, which is A-T-J-A-M-Z. I tweet about... Um, actually, I don't know what I tweet about anymore. You've just tweeted a lot about Devil May Cry this week. Yeah. No, not even... Yeah, okay. I want to know the gif that you shared just a few days ago. Did someone make yeah. that for you? or No, that's what I'm saying. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that gift just exists. Yeah, someone obviously else also deleted their save file and was upset about it. <laughs> go like, and go and check out uh, James's Twitter to see the gift that I'm referring to. Um, we've also been joined today and pipping me at the post by Brody. Thank you. Uh, you can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. I made myself a letterboxed finally because Bubba, the app came nice. back. I've got Sick. a few reviews on there. I watched some things on my plane. Bumblebee's not bad. That oh, is really. All. Yeah, it's all right. I saw Green Book last night. That was actually pretty good too. John John, um, John, John Cena salutes in it. So what more do you want? John Cena what? With salutes in it. Yeah, he salutes. He always salutes. I don't want that. Is that is that something what he people does. wanted? Okay. It's what he does, Ewan. Does he? Brody, why? Yeah. He's John Brody, Cena. Why have you I'm going to link you to heaps it? of pictures of John Cena saluting now. Have you not reviewed it on your letterbox? Yeah, I have. Oh. I gave it three John Cena salutes out of five. Oh. I think we've already entered the post show. I've been your host, Ewan Roxborough. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxborough. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, happy gaming. See you. Good night.